Hey, listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Games Cast. This is episode 85, where we are celebrating the Nintendo Switch's birthday. It's 85? No, it's one. This is episode 85, Nathan. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wow, I, I know I've been playing my Switch a lot. I didn't realize it'd been around that long. But, yes. So, so just one year, not 85. One years. year. It is one year and three days old as of this recording. All right. Um, I have a lot of good memories of launch week i brought my switch around everywhere like a, a picture popped <laughs> up on my wife's facebook feed yeah. of her taking a picture of me like while she was at shopping at target and i'm like wandering through the hallways with my switch in my hands like <laughs> i just remember i brought that thing like everywhere for the first week or two i just couldn't stop playing Zelda. that was so great dude i got my switch like so i got my switch my switch the switch actually launched while i was like gone on my honeymoon oh that's right and so then i got it like i had pre-ordered it it was at my house when i got home and started playing it and stuff like that and i think i posted about it and i had like a bunch of people comment and be like why are you playing a new nintendo you should be hanging out with your wife you just got married <laughs> like it was really funny you're like i waited like four yeah, or five days i waited a couple days like and then i got my wife hooked that's on zelda so like it was really funny to just see like the start of our married life just ended up with me and Ashley playing like a hundred of our Zelda each in the first two months. Hey, so what, a, what a great way to start. It was great. Was great it was way. great. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I got married, Smash had just come out. And so we just beat the crap out of each other for, like, <laughs> for, for our, for our uh, first months of marriage. But. Hopefully that, uh, I mean, you're still married. So that hopefully that worked yeah, out. Yeah. It worked, okay. worked out well. Good. Um, although it did get us hooked on Amiibo and that became a whole escapade. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, we are going to talk all about just kind of our favorite memories uh, with the first year of the Switch, uh, just kind of our thoughts on uh, sales and how how well it did during the first year and give some impressions and hopes, and uh, uh, that will be our main segment today. But before then, uh, we do have our news segment. Uh, we have a couple news pieces, kind of a slow news week, but uh, we do have a couple things we thought we would chat about. Um, first one is my Nintendo coins. Uh, so these are gold coins that... Is part of Nintendo's like reward system, and this is you know the successor to Club Nintendo, which you know a lot of people complained about, but I think a lot of people are kind of missing <laughs> right now because I don't know about you, Nathan, but I got like the Super Smash Brothers, like Smash Bros. Four, like soundtrack from Club Nintendo. I got uh, like three different like limited like edition posters from Club Nintendo. I gotten I got um, a I got over like a dozen like Wii and Wii U like digital games for yeah. free like it was a great program for me. Yeah, I got um I got a really cool Majora's Mask limited edition soundtrack. I got a couple calendars like you said. I got, I think I got some Oh, you got that game well. case too, didn't you? Yeah, I got the uh, I have a 3DS or something. Game case. Like that's what I keep all my 3DS game games in is just this like yeah. 3DS game case with reversible covers. Yeah, and so, so you know, mine too had a lot of really cool physical rewards as well as digital. I like have three or four like first party Nintendo like games on my 3DS that were just digital copies I got for free. Through, yeah. Like it was awesome. Yeah, I got a bunch of virtual console stuff through there. Um like a bunch of 64 games and yeah. stuff like that on my um, And so my Nintendo, you know, people have been eagerly waiting a new reward system for Nintendo fans. And for last year, they've been saying, yeah, we launched it, but really we have We've wallpapers. We've made fun of it because it's like you can pay use your coins to download wallpapers on your phones that you couldn't get off the internet yeah exactly it was stuff like that and then like a couple like 
random like items like in like their mobile games like get like extra stamina boosts and fire emblem heroes and like random stuff like that and so been pretty useless they say hey switch rewards are finally coming in march because all your coins that you got when you first got your switch are expiring in march had to do something and they gold coins can now be used on the eShop for any eShop purchase you use now here's the kicker i got 12 gold coins for my copy of Legend of the Breath of the Wild and Bomberman R, my two launch games. Actually, no, I got 10 coins for Bomberman R. 12 for, for, <laughs> um, for Zelda. And those that, games are expired now, right? Like, yeah, they're expired. If you bought one of those games and haven't redeemed them yet, sorry, you get nothing. So you had to redeem them like literally the first day this program became yeah. active. Yeah, I had to redeem before that new program became active. And um, so I got officially 22 gold coins from those two games that cost me over $100. And those 22 gold coins equate to a 22 cent discount on my next eShop purchase. So spend over $100, get 22 cents back. So, uh, I mean, that's pretty bad. Right it's like laughable. Investment. Like, it's yeah. not even worth, like, you know, messing with at that point. But they have kind of upped the rates that you get things now. So, like, I think physical games will get you about 60 gold coins, which is about 60 cents uh, for a full $60 priced game which is 1% back, but you get 5% back if you buy the game digitally because Nintendo wants you to do that. They get more revenue, obviously, from that. Um, so, yeah, so you can use those. If you've got gold coins lying around, you can use it to get a couple cents off. But, I mean, it's kind of laughable at this point that, like... <laughs> and this is the what we've been waiting for. This like, is what we've been waiting for. They're not doing anything else. They're not putting any, like, special DLC on sale or giving any, like, Club Nintendo members special discounts or yeah. anything like, like that. Like, you can still use your gold coins to buy, like, old indie games, like Gunman Clive and stuff for Wii U and 3DS. Or you can get, like, Zelda Breath of the Wild theme for your 3DS. But, or like, my 3DS that not, doesn't nothing have for the Breath Switch. of the Wild They even have, like, a Switch tab that said, Switch Rewards coming soon all year long since the Switch launch, and now that tab is off the website, and there's just I was apparently no Switch rewards. I was hoping they would at least launch, like, uh, themes for the Switch with this. Yeah. Like, because, you We've know, had no for themes. the longest, it's just black and white for your Switch, and it's clearly there, so you can get more themes and buy themes. Mm. And, and the themes are so huge on the 3DS. Yeah, like, exactly. I thought that would carry over, but as of now, very disappointing. Nintendo, get your act together. I mean... Sure, you could argue they don't owe us anything. We're buying the games for having fun with the system. But, like, why are you advertising this reward system yeah, don't, that makes like, everyone mad? Exactly. <laughs> like, just so. drop it rather than have something that just yeah. frustrates everyone. So, anyways, let us know what your thoughts are on my Nintendo. I, I did see Jaeger tweet about it earlier that, like, <laughs> his coins expired and there was something to spend it on. And he was pretty upset. So, I know uh, a, lot of, a lot of people in our community are not very happy about it as well. Yeah. Um, so, next uh, piece of news here is a rumor. Um, Blizzard, you know, they have kind of been teasing in a way uh, some Switch releases. You know, they teased something about Hearthstone when the Switch first came out, but they've said, you know, no, we're not doing that. And, oh, we're looking at it. Overwatch, maybe sometime in the future, but yeah, probably not. And so they tweeted a image of someone switching on a Diablo like a uh, light it was like, it was a, like night a night light right yeah so i was like they I were saw going over and go switch like... and like switching it on with the diablo and so internet freaked out they're like oh my gosh they're teasing diablo they're switching like switching it on to switch oh my gosh this is amazing and then blizzard very quickly said no 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 we're not that clever we have nothing to announce but today Eurogamer broke a story saying yeah lots of sources say diablo 3 is coming to switch 
announcements coming in a few months. So don't expect anything like this week or anything. But yeah, it is coming. Nintendo Direct this week. Yeah. <laughs> so supposedly it. Diablo Three is coming. Your gamer has been pretty spot on with most of their uh, rumors and sources yeah, when they report and things. They made an interesting point in that article as well, where they said that Blizzard likes to like tease things and have fans kind of get hyped up and stuff like that beforehand. Mm, and yeah. I wonder if they put that thing out and then Nintendo was like we're nintendo we don't want to tell anyone anything what are you doing and so they're like oh point. wait never mind we we weren't saying yeah, anything i mean like exactly we, we didn't see anything on dark souls's twitter before they announced it in the direct like yes yeah. yeah that's a good point i didn't even think about that but i mean i think it makes sense diablo 3 is a great game they've updated and improved that game so many over the years like they put out a new entirely new dlc like character and like mode like a couple months ago like it's still being supported there's yeah it's blizzard so they support everything forever which is yeah. awesome um but yeah i think I, th- I think it's a really great game for the switch too like i haven't played i know you've played a lot more than me. yeah i played it maybe I, I like it it's a really good game total of a couple hours with friends and stuff like mm-hmm. that but it seems like a great kind of dungeon crawling there's not a lot of dungeon crawling games on switch yeah. right now and it it's not a game that takes like a ton of horsepower or anything like that like, yeah the switch sure. should be able to like it, ran, it runs on xbox 360 and ps3 yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah so yeah it should totally be able to run it'd be a great great fit for the switch um my my one of my favorite things is playing that game with friends which mm-hmm. you know i didn't get to do that as much as i'd like to which is why i've kind of fallen off that game uh but like theoretically being able to set up the switch snap that joy con off and play with a friend like on a table somewhere like that sounds really appealing to me yeah um, and then they can also, you know, bundle together all the DLC and everything in with the release. Like they've already kind of repackaged and bundled it on other platforms. So, you know, they could include all that to give it a nice value on switch as well. So yep. yeah, that'd be, th- that'd be cool. It'd be, be good to see some, uh, blizzard support on the switch. You know, maybe we'll get more games after that if that happens. Yeah. Um, sweet. So our next news piece here, Nathan is, uh, yeah, we got, we got so, some couple game dates here. Yeah. So we, we got a couple different game dates this week. First one up is a uh, state of decay two, which is a made by undead labs. This is a, um, they're an independent studio, but they're also partly funded by Microsoft. So, um, the first, this, uh, state of decay game came out on Xbox 360. I think this was about 2013, something like that. Like yeah. about four years ago. It was like an Xbox the, Live end game. Of the, end of the life yeah, cycle. Yeah, end, end of the life cycle. It was an Xbox Live game. It wasn't a full retail game or anything like that. Um, but it had really cool ideas and mechanics. It's basically like a zombie survival kind of RPG almost where you're managing like your resources and your party and trying to make sure. Um, it's pretty fast paced, right? Yeah, like it's, 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 no, not, it's not like an RPG in the sense of like turn based or anything like that. Well, yeah, well, I was thinking like Dead Island. Like Dead Island was like very, very like slow paced yeah. game. But like this feels a lot faster like not quite faster than like left for dead but like definitely a little more actiony yeah than, than, totally totally yeah. um so the second one they announced a couple years ago um but they announced the release date today it's going to be may 22nd i believe yes may 22nd um and the cool thing about this is it is going to launch for 30 dollars yeah um, that is awesome yeah, i was surprised when I saw which that. i was surprised because nintendo has been or not nintendo excuse me microsoft has been pushing this as one of their big games mm-hmm. um obviously that i think they've given a lot more money for the sequel versus um the original game yeah so the fact that it's only going to be 30 dollars means that theoretically a lot more people should be able to play it it'll also be on xbox game it'll be the second microsoft game launching on game pass mm-hmm. as well so yeah and so you know we're slowly getting these xbox one exclusives out finally we got <laughs> finally sea of thieves this month dave decay 2 next month and so um i think 
Microsoft's looking to kind of jump into spring uh, strong with some some big games that people yeah. have been waiting for for and a while. This, uh, I guess the big thing they're doing with this one is it has four-player online co-op, so you can yeah. play like up to four people with your friends. Yeah. And... I was totally in Left 4 Dead vibes as I was watching yeah. it, and I was just thinking I... back to all the times I played that game with like with a group of like four of us, like friends, mm-hmm. all going through it and just the so so much fun doing that. So like yeah. I could see this being a huge hit, like if you got, you know, a couple friends all together. Totally. Playing. Yeah. If I had an Xbox, it would be a game that I would probably circle on my li- on my calendar. So. Yeah. Looks cool. Yep. So uh be looking forward to that one. May twenty second, that's State of Decay two. Um next one we had here is Detroit Become Human, which is a big PS4 exclusive that we've seen for the last year or two. Um that's coming out on May twenty fifth. Yeah. And you know, this is the big kind of Storytelling, interactive, Quantic detective. Dream is the developer, the French, French, France-based developer. Yeah, they did the that Xbox uh, kind of movie game, right? Uh, they did. So they, they did Heavy Rain, like on oh, PS3. Heavy Rain. Okay, that's right. Um, I think their most recent one was Beyond Two Souls, which wasn't as well received. Mm. But um, yeah, it's David Jaffe, who's the main developer, and he's kind of famous for yeah. these like very story based games where you have a lot of choices and that inter- affects the yeah story. i mean i remember the first trailer i saw for this game at you know e3 i think it was two years ago where like you were you your character was negotiating with like this android guy had gone crazy and then uh basically as soon as it happened like it showed this web of decisions and choices you could have made and all these different possible outcomes that could have made so many different things happen so it seems like a game or it's looking like it, it's promising that it's going to be a game that will truly have many, many different choices and outcomes to every different scenario, which should make it very playable or replayable. Like yeah. a lot of Telltale games and other games, you know, kind of promise that there's literally a lot of choice, but really you're just kind of funneled into the same ending. So mm-hmm. looks like this one hopefully will have a lot of variation, which yeah. is interesting. I know yeah. Rob's excited for this. Rob, one. yeah, Rob is our resident um person who's really excited for this so. <laughs> a resident person who's excited uh, i, I for couldn't this. think of a good phrasing there but i think it's the time well, he's is probably good. the biggest story yeah he's the biggest story us. um but i think the timing is good it's coming out before e3 and i think sony really didn't need to have that game at their 33 in a row yeah so. for sure and it's after god of war a month after so yeah. let's get some time after people finish that mm-hmm um so yeah so that's may 25th and uh speaking of god of war <laughs> we thought we'd mention real quickly there's a new ps4 pro uh, God of War edition, which you know, obviously PS4 it's Pro a special edition is special edition, and you know the Pro does 4K and everything. And this God of War looks like you know the new visual high point for PS4. You know, it looks amazing. It's supposed to be incredible in 4K and stuff like that. Comes with the game, so it comes with the game, some like bonus digital content, controller, and the system itself. And the system. Man, I, I saw I saw it posted today, got announced today. I literally thought it was like fake because it <laughs> literally looked that bad to me. And so I don't let us know if you like it, but it's basically got like this weird axe design on top of it with all these different lines and like weird it has symbols. Kind of symbols on it. Like it just it's yeah, like you said, it looks like someone who's like, you know, fifteen or sixteen bored came up with his design was like hey this will be kind of fun and put it together in something like Microsoft yeah. Paint or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's like mostly gray, but it has like like half of it's like has a gold stripe through it and just like multiple colors, all these different runes and it's supposed to represent like the skill tree and some part of the game. But man, I, I just thought it looked really messy. I think I, I mean, props to God of War because there haven't been a lot of special edition PS4 consoles. Yeah, sure. Like even, um, have there even been any special ones besides like, like they've done the glacial white ones. Yeah. They've done the like white that, ones but... for destiny. And then they did, I think a star Wars and a call of duty one, but 
Nothing really outside of that. Yeah. So. So it's big, but. Oh, I think Uncharted. Uncharted got uh, Uncharted Four got one, I think, okay. as well. But. But yeah, so you know it's cool, I guess, if you're a big God of War fan. But sure, I'm sure, I'm sure it's limited with, with these with these special editions. Like, it's always less is more. That's that's yes. that's my kind of policy. Yeah. Like, I have a special edition like 3ds that's like link between worlds and it's like just it's gold all gold all black and has like kind of a subtle triforce symbol on there it's you know it looks really cool but it's not like oh my gosh 500 things going on yeah and i mean i think it makes me appreciate just the general design of the ps4 like it's very minimalist you don't really it doesn't have anything that makes it like scream or shout out or anything like that sure yeah i i uh yeah, I don't know. Let us know what you think. Uh, if there's someone who really likes the design, please let me know. But man, I, I think I think it's uh, not good. Yeah. So moving forward, system that does look good and pretty all the time. That's the Nintendo Switch. We're gonna be talking the, about our uh, favorite systems, one year old birthday here. And I mean, I think the customization is one thing we can definitely talk about. I got my Switch with the uh, red and blue neon. Yes. And my wife originally was, like, upset that, like, we pre-ordered that one. She's like, oh, no, we wanted gray. The red and blue looks obnoxious, but, like... Because they're opposite colors. Yeah, opposite colors, and, you know, I don't know, freaks girls out when things are opposite colors. Yeah, my matching. wife was the same way. I, I got the <laughs> black Joy-Cons because of that. Yeah, but, like, as soon as I opened it up and saw them in person, I'm like, okay, these actually look really nice. Yeah. And, like, I love the finish on the controllers, and just, like, when I first held that system in my hand, I was like, oh, my gosh, this... I just thought this was a really cool piece of technology. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like, oh, like, the system looks kind of cool and it's shiny. And then, oh, it's covered with fingerprints and everything the next day. Or, like, the Wii U, like, gamepad and, like, pro controllers felt like... I played some Smash this weekend. So, like, I picked up my gamepad and my pro controller and it just... They felt really odd and kind of cheap and light like they oh, came yeah. from china well and you shake the the gamepad around and it's the buttons so, rattle the buttons yeah. rattle so it sounds like something is rattling around in there yeah and so like the switch just feels so durable and like i it has a the perfect amount of weight to it i think which mm-hmm. is nice and um i mean really i think the cool thing about the switch is you can potentially upgrade and customize all these different things just by buying different controllers you know like yeah like f- first nintendo doesn't need to do a special edition they just keep releasing these various combinations of joy cons and if you really like the game you don't have to buy a whole nother 300 dollars system yeah. you can just buy more joy like i already have four joy cons because i bought another set of red and blue which nintendo sells opposite so i can go like my switch is two blue right now but i could go two red or i could switch it up and do one of each and then I've been so tempted to like buy more Joy-Con just for the for the colors. Like I want to get those two yellow arms ones because I love arms. The yellow yeah. looks cool. But then I'm like, oh, the Splatoon ones. It's pink and green. It looks uh, so the, cool. The watermelon, pink and green ones look awesome. Yeah, and so like I, I'm just so tempted to buy like all these Joy Cons. I'm sure they'll put more out too. How Nintendo like releases like the left pink and the right green in America, but the opposite <laughs> one in Japan. So to get both of them at the same time, got to import, import yeah. whether in your Japan or America or wherever. Yeah, you're but it's it's kind of cool to have that, and you kind of stand out a little bit more with yeah. your Switch, which is nice. Um, but really, I think the big big story about the Switch's first year is that not only did it outsell like the Wii U's entire lifespan in one year, it was pretty much the most successful like first year of a console ever it sold about 15 million in one year from march to to i I don't think it goes up to march that's just up to like january or something so um i mean are you surprised by this like did you think it was be like the fastest Um, selling console ever 
for the first year? I, I thought it would do well. Like, I think seeing the concept and, you know, knowing that Nintendo, whenever they seem to get down and have a bad kind of generation, mm-hmm. they come up with something and people are like, oh, yes, I want that. Like, the GameCube to the Wii, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it would do well. I didn't think it would do this well. I was guessing probably, like, 10 million in the first year something yeah. like that like i was like if nintendo gets a 10 million that's a great start i, I think I'm that's sure where i was as well and i think yeah, i think that was nintendo's original goal then they like yeah the original prediction it. i think was like 8 to 10 million or something i don't mm-hmm. remember but they yeah they definitely upped it um yeah so i mean i think <laughs> it's definitely surprised everyone we we hoped it would sell well we were we weren't sure if it would continue selling after the first couple months after the, you know the hardcore nintendo fans already got it but yeah um yeah i mean it's well and nintendo did something really smart by launching it in march so that the hardcore nintendo fans would buy it like us would buy it then and then yeah everyone else it gave the rest of the year fill up lineup and releases and then by the time they got to the traditional christmas season everyone else was like oh i heard about the switch this is the hot holiday item this year like that was what Nin- or best buy highlighted in like all their holiday commercials on yeah. tv mm-hmm. so yeah i think that was number one on a lot of kids which wish lists <laughs> as well but yeah i mean Honestly, like the Switch doesn't hit 15 million. It doesn't even probably hit 10 million without Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. Like those two games launching, like Breath of the Wild from the get go, starting off this whole conversation of the Switch on such a high note. I know. I always forget that like Breath of the Wild also launched on the Wii U. Yeah, yeah it launched and on I the Wii U. I think it sold but... like a million copies on the Wii U or something. So nothing, it didn't sell like absolutely nothing but just majority of Wii owners yeah, moved over to the switch moved on yeah, <laughs> yeah almost immediately which which is just crazy you know i remember some a lot of people thinking you know in january like oh there's there's no way zelda's coming out on the switch it's a wii u game I'm like no it's coming out the switch it's gonna be there if not launch day like very very soon after like there's no way they're not putting that game out with how amazing it looks and that was just a huge win for nintendo to put that out and then obviously to capstone the year with mario and you know just coming out in October, Mario's already the top selling game, and it's sold almost 10 million already. Yeah, Mario like Odyssey just three months or whatever. You know, it is. that's the brand power of Mario, and just shows that Mario Odyssey is just an amazing game. Like it's everything that Mario fans, yeah, and I mean, I think casual the, fans want. The wanted. thing that all of us just keep thinking about is Nintendo releasing their two biggest franchises and two of their best games, like Breath of Zelda franchise had been kind of maligned like people were down on skyward sword mm-hmm. twilight princess people really liked at first but i think looking back people are like oh that game wasn't as great as i thought it was yeah um and so breath of the wild being literally you know this breath of fresh air and just does so many so insane open, things that zelda's so many... never done exactly and like, so many nintendo fans are exclusively nintendo fans like i feel like more so than like really pc steam or xbox like if you i think a lot of nintendo gamers really just play nintendo and so, like, I think a lot of gamers, like, haven't, a lot of Nintendo fans hadn't played Skyrim, hadn't played, you know, Witcher 3 and, like, GTA and all these big open world games. So, to get a Nintendo first party made game that finally embraced, you know, this amazing open world and did such an amazing job, I think was another reason why it just blew everyone's yeah. minds. That and this then, came from Japan and Nintendo Studios. Yeah. And then, like, six, a little over six months later, Mario Odyssey coming out and Nintendo literally being like, this is basically the sequel to Super Mario 64 that you guys have all been asking for. for <laughs> yeah, the past very clear 20 about years. that. <laughs> like, um, and then it coming out and being delivering on all of that promise and being such. You a can great literally game. be Mario 64 Polygon Mario, like, yes. <laughs> run around Peach's castle, like ah. Uh. So yeah, I mean, I 
those two games alone, I think, is just the big story and thing we'll remember from the first year of the Switch. And just remember, yeah, when we got I those mean, two Nintendo games. Nintendo padded out the rest of the year pretty well as well. Like we got Mario Kart Eight Deluxe sold somehow like eight billion yeah, copies. That's true. That came out like a month. It was after. so fun getting back into that game. It was, yeah. I put yeah. like thirty-five, I think, hours yeah. into for it like on the Switch, for like a couple months. Like that's all like all my mm-hmm. Switch friends play. We just do online matches. Yeah. And t- we did some tournaments for the show and stuff, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, and then ARMS came out and, you know, sold pretty well at first and hasn't been as good as something like Splatoon, but yeah. it's still, a, you know, selling a million copies on a new franchise is definitely a win. I mean, it's a it's a fighting game itself. Like, fighting games yeah, don't they're pretty niche. sell 5, 10 million copies like Zelda and Mario games yeah. do. So, I mean, unless you're Smash Bros. But, um, yeah, I think it was just great to see a new IP. I mean, I that's something you hear a lot is yo you know nintendo doesn't have a lot of new ips they just keep making mario and you know zelda whatever but seeing a new ip so close to the launch of a system was really cool i don't think we've really gotten that outside of like wii sports like with the wii and yeah and their character design was so spot on for arms i think that's what really sold it is a crime we did not get any amiibo for those characters (laughs) it is a crime yeah they they look really really awesome and you know i didn't end up buying the game and I played it a little bit and it's pretty fun, but I think just the character design is the selling point and high point of that game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I thought it'd be kind of fun to like maybe share like, do you have like a favorite story or like moment of like playing the Switch like in public or something? Like you know, we we saw the commercial and the teaser trailer in October. <laughs> you know, like people playing it on the airport and playing it like on the side of like the basketball court and like yeah. all these places and we laughed and stuff. But like I don't know about you, but like. I had a lot of those things actually happen to me. Like I played my switch everywhere and like people loved it and I just brought it places. And like, do you have any of those like crazy kind of funny Uh, moments? You caught me a little bit off guard. How about you tell yours first? Oh yeah. yeah. So for me, it probably has to be when I brought it to church. Like I think that first week or two after I got it and like, I set it up like out in a table, like after church was over and like, we're just hanging out, you know, with some people talking and stuff I had like five or six different people come by and be like, what is that? Like, wait, I can play this and just being so amazing. I just like let people have the two joy cons and they played like snipper clips and they would just go at it. And like, I remember my pastor coming over and being like, wait, do you have Mario Kart on that? Like a couple months later, I'm like, yeah, we just sat back there and played Mario Kart and people walking by like, what are you doing with the pastor? Why are you guys playing Mario Kart? Like, like literally just playing it anywhere. And I even brought it to a, a restaurant once. Uh, Cause we had like, I knew we'd have like a 30 minute wait. And as we're sitting at the table, I'm like putting it away, you know, cause I had it out before. And the waiter from our restaurant goes, is that a Nintendo switch? That's amazing. And he's like, do you mind if I hold it? And I felt really like awkward, but I'm like, I think you work here. So, I mean, I guess you're not going to like steal it. Like, you know, in downtown Seattle, someone asks you for it to hold your thing. You don't give them something, but I let him hold it. And he was just like, this is amazing. He's like, Oh, this is so cool. He's like, can you play Skyrim on this thing? I'm like, I'm like, actually, yeah, it's coming out later this year. And he's like, Oh, that's so awesome. I could take Skyrim anywhere. That's so cool. I heard about this. Oh, I won't. Thank you so much. You made my day. (laughs) I'm just like, this is really cool. Like people could see that, this is an amazing piece of technology. It's not like whenever I brought my DS out in public, people were like, oh, like, that kid's playing a Game Boy in the corner. Like, this is yeah. a cool piece of tech that people wanted to see and play. And, like, I've, you know, had played it with dozens of people out in the wild in tabletop mode, and they've had a blast. So, I, yeah. That commercial has come true for me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I think I'm a 
smell a little funny so i haven't had as many random people come up to me and play it in public <laughs> maybe they're just scared or i put well, off a different order to be fair i did bring it like everywhere for the first like six yeah, months like yeah i love um, i think it. my favorite thing about the switch is just being able to bring like it's really especially if you get a good case for it like it's really easy to like throw it in like in my, in my work bag or yeah. if i'm bringing a, carrying a backpack around or something like that um and just bring it where with me wherever i go um i know i've played like a lot of i played a lot of snipper clips um like going to movies and stuff like that or yeah just, yeah um that's been a really great game that i in- played with people who you know maybe don't normally play games yeah, a lot, exactly. but it's a game that's only has like a couple buttons and is hilarious and that's and been there since like launch like yeah that came out on launch, launch day yeah. so i think i bought that um a couple hours after i got zelda and um but yeah it's been it's been a lot of fun just playing out and around um out and around and i really appreciate just being able to like even the factor of being able to play it, like sit on my couch and play it while my wife like watches a movie or plays yeah. on PS4 or something like that. That's sure. a great advantage as well. Yeah. I remember there was one time I was with, with my friend and my wife and my wife had to go out. She was like shopping or something. Yeah. She was shopping at Old Navy and me and my friend were like, uh, we'll just stay in the car. I popped out the switch, put it up on the dashboard. We just played Mario Kart for like a half <laughs> hour. And like my wife was happy. We were happy. Like it was great. So That's awesome. I really wish I would have had this like as a kid. So like, when my mom took me on errands, like drop off of my brothers all over the place, I could just, you know, play all these amazing games wherever. But. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing is you can play it with other people versus something yeah. like a 3DS where you're just yeah. carrying around and, oh, you can only play it with another person if they also brought their 3DS and remember to bring it with them. Or you don't have to hook up a mini TV to a power converter inside of a car and blow the fuse. <laughs> like. Yeah, exactly. We played, uh, I played guitar hero like two on a ps2 on like one of those van really <laughs> yeah like van screens it was like on a basketball trip oh my gosh like that that's hilarious in, like, middle school but yeah it was pretty funny yeah um so you know we we talked a little bit about snipper clips um you know being a really cool like kind of launched like surprise game that was really fun to play with people um what do you think is like a really game that just like surprised you that like either that wasn't even on your radar and then you got it and it was awesome or just like a game that you were maybe kind of down on and then you got in your wow this game's actually amazing like what's kind of like your big surprise game like you know not a zelda not a mario like a game that maybe some people missed but you thought was really good um so the one that surprised me the most i think was mario and rabbids because yeah you know when that game kind of (laughs) leaked out i actually thought the concept sounded hilarious but like i don't really like strategy games or anything like that yeah Um, so i didn't get it for a long time and then i got it like a month ago or something like that and i've really enjoyed my time with because the strategy is not like so hard that I have to beat my head against the wall to be able to beat it, mm-hmm. and the game is hilarious. And it worked. I've played it almost it's entirely. Not like Fire Emblem Hardcore or anything. No, like that. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I've played it almost entirely in handheld mode um, because <laughs> it's perfect to just like oh, I'm going to play. Like each battle takes like maybe fifteen twenty minutes or something like that, and I can mm-hmm. just play like a turn and then put it down and come back to it later and stuff like that. So it it was a that's the example of a game where i was like uh probably not for me and i held out for a while but then like you got it and really enjoyed it and then i think i borrowed it from you and i was like oh this game is actually really yeah. good so yeah it's it's just you're so polished like it's it's really really good and like you said it's pretty accessible like anyone can really pick it up and have fun with it yeah um yeah so i think you know that was probably the one i was gonna say as well just oh, because <laughs> i I was so down on the rabbits, just you know, just oh really? They're make they're gonna taint Mario with rabbits. Like, why is it you know, letting Ubisoft make a Mario game? Like, yeah. you know, just really skeptical at first and stuff. And um, you know, just hearing so many good things, finally gave the game a shot. And like you said, loved it. 
Um, really, really good. But yeah, I mean, outside of that, I think most of my kind of surprise games were um, games that had kind of been on other platforms, but finally came to Switch. So like something like Overcooked, I I was surprised of how amazing that game was. <laughs> like I put so much time into Overcooked to play that with so many people. And I just love the local multiplayer in that. But um, probably my, I probably just have to go with also just ARMS just because like we said, we didn't even know about that game until like, you know, beginning what, of the year last year. Three months before it came out? Yeah, months before four or five out. months before it came out. And that was a new IP. It's a fighting game. Like, I really, really love fighting games. And this game kind of became my most played fighting game out of a very busy year for fighting games last year. Yeah. Like, I played a ton of Injustice and, like, Rivals and Street Fighter Five, and still playing Smash, you know, a little bit and stuff. And ARMS I put over, like, 70 hours into. And they did such a good job of just updating that game. And they added five more characters and stages i think like 15 different arms and new modes and the party crash mode has been a reason for me to come back to it like i'm not playing it quite as regular anymore yeah, but, but that happens like what every couple of weekends yeah it's about every two or three weeks and so there was one this weekend and it was featured finally my favorite character bite and bark who's like the robocop and dog and we lost 51 to 49 to mechanica so uh... sad but like you get these cool little hand-drawn like uh messages saying like thanks for playing based off of your character that you pick every time they added in an art gallery like a couple weeks ago so you can use all your leftover coins to buy just really weird and funny like little lore pieces and like artwork and stuff so um i've just really been enjoying that game and i think even got an update today i I haven't checked it out yet but um nintendo surprisingly has done a great job of updating that game as a fighting game and keeping keeping that uh community as live best they can and it's just is a really really neat idea and i hope we get some sort of a, a sequel or if even if it's not a sequel like some you know new punch out or some type yeah. of new game similar in that vein yeah. and i think um for me the other one i wanted to just give a shout out to was golf story because that was a that was kind of the first indie game like really small besides overcooked that i picked up on switch mm, yeah um and i had a ton of fun with that that game like i think it got announced only like a two weeks before it was yeah. released or well, something Well, there was, like, like no that. fanfare even until yeah, like a no week fair. or two like, after it came out. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, it came out, and they're like, oh, this game is out. Like, we didn't even know. They didn't announce it really far ahead of time or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just became the norm for all of these indie games on Switch. Um, Golf Stories was a game that launched first on Switch and still, I don't yeah. think, is on anything else. Um, but then it started where a lot of games um, that had either been released on other platforms or came out at the same time and started coming out kind of last fall was just, like, Every single week, it was like, oh, in two days, this this awesome indie game comes out. Yeah. And I think that really carried the Switch um, yeah. because... You it know, all started with, like, Golf Story and SteamWorld Dig 2. Yeah. Like, those came out, like, end of summer, like, going into fall. And then, like, throughout the rest of the fall, we just got so many great indie games. Like, yeah. in comparison, I, I like I said, I turned my Wii U this weekend to play Smash with my brother. And I think I had, like seven indie games i bought on the yeah Wii U. i can i can think of like the pinball game that i played a lot and runner yeah. two and like maybe one or two other ones yeah I there's just a Wii, few, few select games like indie games i bought on on the wii and i thought i had bought a lot and i'm like i've already bought more indie games and just games in general on the switch in its first year than i did my entire life cycle of the wii u and i love the wii u but like it's just crazy so it's been really cool to see um indies do so well on the switch yeah i know yeah. uh you know we we reviewed uh, Wolverblade on the show, that kind of the uh, arcadey kind of side-scrolling beat 'em up game based on old school or old history, like Britain. Yeah, it was based on like 
early 600 Britain or yeah and mm-hmm. uh, the developer uh, Michael he tweeted out a couple of days ago I saw on our Twitter that because the game is launched on all systems now yeah it, it came out first on Switch but recently is now on Xbox and PS4 and PC if you're interested but he said that the uh, Switch's day one sales is more than the entire first month of Steam sales like that it's only like 20% of the day one yeah. sales of Switch just like how well these games are doing on Switch. Too. Like people are buying them. It's not just, you know, people used to say, oh, people only buy the first party Nintendo games, but yeah. like Nintendo fans are really branching out and we have so many great indie games. Like it's yeah. easy yeah. to. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really curious to see how, because Wolverblade was one of those games that was kind of one of the first indies on Switch and now mm. we're getting so much. It's like there's 15 games that get released every mm. week and you kind of have to dig through um, and figure out what's good and what's not good and stuff like that. So I'm interested to see how indies continue to sell in year two. Like if they continue to be really successful yeah. or if that starts to drop off. I think for this first half year, at least it will. I mean, we yeah. don't really have any big releases outside of, you know, like Kirby, Mario Tennis, a couple smaller Yeah, but those are like games. more smaller smaller Nintendo games versus like big Mario Zelda. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Obviously. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Hopefully uh, we'll get more good indies. I know... Rivals of Aether is planning to come out and switch this year, which I think uh, it'll do pretty well. I mean, Brawl Out sold almost, I think, a million already on Switch, which is insane. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I thought we would kind of talk about what our three most played games were sure. on the Switch and why. I mean, we could just start with Zelda because, I mean, <laughs> if you have a Switch and Zelda's not in your top three most played, like something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Zelda, for me, Zelda was my most played, obviously. I put yeah. 140 hours into it, which. I think the only other game I've put more That's time like into it. That's like a record for you, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I think the only <laughs> other game I've put more time into is the original Destiny, which, you yeah. know, kind of obviously that's a game where you just play a ton. In. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I... For a single player so, game. <laughs> yeah, for a single player game, um, that game is just so huge and there's so much to explore. And I think I put about 100 hours into it and then I got the, and then I got the DLC and I put like probably 30 more hours into it since i got the dlc and i haven't even beat all the dlc yeah yeah no zelda i think it was my second most played it was it rained for pretty much the whole year until uh splatoon 2 finally caught up to it later but uh (laughs) yeah uh yeah zelda i the crazy thing is i put i think 85 hours in like through just the first two months like that's just like from march to like may like I in didn't... zelda so yeah you put the majority of your time in yeah well and that was kind of when there wasn't a lot else to play on the switch yeah, for sure. so that makes sense yeah so this was, was really those first two months and i just played i remember the first couple of weeks that i just couldn't put zelda down like i just played it so much and i loved the challenge early in the game like the start of that game is gonna be i think be forever be my favorite like kind of zelda memory of just going off that great plateau just going any direction wandering into ganon's castle in these places where like i shouldn't have been but like you're super under leveled yeah exactly just i really love that kind of challenge and i felt very like fair like how the game you know you could kind of go off and do anything you wanted and it wasn't linear and so i really enjoyed that that open freedom just in those early hours of the game just discovering all so many cool things is something i always remember about zelda so um so i got like i said my other one was splatoon Splatoon. Uh, that was my most played um that's just you know i love i love multiplayer especially multiplayer team-based shooters and stuff so um splatoon really just i think salmon run (laughs) i've talked about so much on the run but salmon was just such a win i love oh yeah salmon run is i think i put i put like 35 hours into splatoon 2 and probably like 25 of those hours just playing salmon run yeah i i mean i just love that added a 
co-op mode in Splatoon because we didn't have that before. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, you can kind of play with your friends when you you know fight against other people, but this is a true co-op against AI enemies that were all so unique, provided so many different scenarios. Um, and then you know we have turf war and ranked battles, and they're still updating with new maps and weapons and supporting that game. Um, I haven't even finished the single player yet. Like, and I put hundred hours into the game. Yep. So, like, so are you? Shows you how good the, the multiplayer uh, is. The in upcoming that game. Splatfest. I think it's chicken. I am. Egg. I'm team chicken. Team chicken. All right. Bark, bark. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, if you wanna wanna try to play it with me, let me know. But I mean, despite having some online issues with that game, with matchmaking and invites and stuff, like, it still is a really amazing game, and I'm glad that more people are enjoying it because you know not a lot of people bought the first splatoon just didn't have a wii u or thought it looked weird and <laughs> didn't go for I, I it but now it's just a lot of people didn't have a brand. wii u in general like yeah. that game sold pretty well on the wii u yeah. but it was but i could also i could also think of like a, a handful of friends with wii u who uh-huh. never got splatoon yeah. so like whatever they did like they splatoon 2 i think made pretty much every switch owner jump in which is yeah um, i mean it, awesome. it seems like it improved basically every single part of the original game right? yeah and they're bringing back content from the old one but they're also bringing lots of new content as mm-hmm. well so it seems like it's kind of kind of be this master like splatoon game that has pretty much everything we love from the first but way yeah. more which is what a sequel should do yes so. yeah cool uh my second most played was nba 2k18 which i got a shout out to uh 2k who apparently listens to our podcast because i complained last week about how the update <laughs> really had an update, update came out like that the update came out like two days after the podcast went live so ah, great i'm gonna take credit for that <laughs> but that's just a game that i've always enjoyed that series and it's a game that i enjoy playing like for 30 minutes an hour every day and just playing a couple games and stuff like that yeah. so no surprise i put 70 hours into that which yeah it's kind of crazy no yeah i could totally see myself doing that as well if i had that game like i put way like dozens of hours in nba playgrounds and that game wasn't even good so like, <laughs> i can't imagine like an actual really good basketball game like yeah I, yeah i could totally yeah. see sinking tons of time into mm-hmm. that yeah so that's my second most played and then my third most played is actually stardew valley which I think I had already put like 25 or 30 hours into yeah. my PS4 version. And then I put 40, 45 <laughs> hours crazy. into the Switch version. So. Which is really easy to do. Yeah, it's super easy to do. It's... Did you, do you still like it? Like you, like as much? Did you really play um, it kind of a second time? Like Yeah, it... I, I loved playing through it a second time because um, I felt like I had learned a lot from my first attempt. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is kind of what I want to focus on. This is what I want to build. This Be a little is what more I need efficient. to do. Yeah, I was way more efficient. <laughs> like, I think I've made a lot more money in my time spent. Um, and I kind of just gave up on my original PS4 version. I've been playing the Switch version. Um, <laughs> but funny. yeah, it's it's such an addicting game. And it's so fun to just play a couple days or play 50 yeah. days. <laughs> no, I must say, you, you were a great help when I first started. I just had so many like simple questions. And you're like, oh, no, you got to do this, this, this. And yeah. Um, now I'm kind of doing that for my brother. My brother just picked it up this weekend. Oh, nice. <laughs> so he's like, wait, how do you do things? And so, yeah, yeah. The, the weekend in that game is actually really good. The online. Yeah. Like the and, online support and like the community and fan base around that game is really yeah. awesome. And like, I think the creator even like edits and like puts stuff on the wiki from like just being the creator and wanting people to have information to, yeah. to know things, which is really cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your third most played third, third one's arms. I, you know, I've talked about it already, but just, I really, enjoyed that game i really got into ranked for a while playing online ranked mass- matches when they added in like gamecube controller support like that game feels so good with the gamecube controller like with the, the shoulder buttons and like the big a button and stuff and i could 
they added in the ability to custom map the buttons, which Secret. was one of my biggest complaints when the game first came out. I wanted to be able to do that, and they added that in in the patch notes, which is really cool. And they added in collectible badges, which are like achievements. And I thought there'd be like thirty or forty, and that would be it. Like you get them and you're done. Yeah. But they keep adding like new badges, like with every update. Oh, so really? I literally have like 125 badges, and like I don't even have them all. <laughs> like there's so many badges, and they're all like different, like weird icons and stuff like that. So. There's they keep giving me reasons to come back to that game, which is which is, is really the, awesome. Is the online like hard to get into that game now? Like because everyone who's playing is really really good. Do you think? No, or? no, it's not at all. Um, party match like half the time you'll get matched people are good, and half that aren't. Like it's not skill based at all. So yeah. you'll just get thrown in with with anyone really. And half the cool thing about party match is it doesn't just do like one v one fights. Like you'll do a lot a two v two fights. So like. You could get a partner that's really good and like totally wreck for you. You could do you know one v one v one fights and just play really conservative while everyone else kills each other. <laughs> like there's co op modes where you fight yeah. headlock. There's basketball skill shots. So like it mixes it up so much that like even if you're not winning, you'll be fine. And it does balance it as well by yeah. giving you handicaps if you win too much or not win enough yeah. too. So that's so nice because that's my complaint with a lot of fighting games is if you yeah, don't totally. jump in right at the beginning, then you're just if you try and play online, you're just screwed. Yeah. No, the, the rank system is really good too, because you, it's just a one through 20 rank. So like you mm-hmm. win, you go up a little, you lose, you go down a little, very easy to understand. It only matches you within people like one or two of your ranks. So like okay. if you buy right now, you're going to get matched up to someone who's also, who's also a relatively beginner. New to but that. since I'm like, I think I'm rank 11. Like I always get people like around 12, 13 or something like that. So it's more, more challenging which is which is good but cool. i really hope that nintendo does some type of party mode system for the mario tennis game mm-hmm. that's similar to arms where you just play a bunch of quick short matches with people you know play some different like mini games mix it up with like little boss challenges or something because the online party mode in that game is probably the best part of it because i try to play street fighter 5 like online and it takes like 10 minutes to get into a match and it's like a 1v1 really hardcore sweaty session and then like it's I know it's just a yeah, lot different. It's you don't really have a chill fighting game. Yeah, online exactly. Exactly. In most games, so, so that's really nice. Yeah, very cool. Um, so I thought we kind of close out here. Uh, what kind of do we want uh, next from the Switch? Um, so this could be OS related, like we want some type of feature in the next update, or maybe something like Virtual Console or you know certain features, um, or it could be something like hardware related. Um, so what do you kind of want to see from the uh, the Switch this year? This is year two. We know a few games coming out in Spring Black, we said, not huge mm-hmm. games. What do you want to see um, for year two of the Switch? Um, I actually really love the hardware. Like, I know a lot of people have talked about how Nintendo, you know, typically, especially with their handheld consoles, they do a lot of revisions. And um, But I really like how my Switch feels still. Like, it's great size. It's perfect for what it is. I don't need it to be super, super powerful or anything like that. Mm. Um, I love being able to take off and switch the Joy-Cons. I don't want one that, like, the joy cons are always attached or yeah something like that so i think that i'm pretty good on the hardware side um the biggest thing i'd love is i just love and hopefully we get this with the online system is just overall party chat good <laughs> just online system decent something we've online. been talking yeah something we've been talking about since the beginning and we thought oh maybe when the nintendo voice shout out like things we've been talking everything. about since the wii and wii u like. yes yes exactly <laughs> since uh animal crossing we speak released and we were like oh <laughs> exactly my no i was actually talking to my brother um like nintendo went back to friend codes and we still have friend codes 
on the Switch. Yeah, we didn't if have Pokemon's wa- on the Wii U, and we have. Frank yeah, Cones. if I want to add someone from from the show who's like listening and say, "Hey, I like the podcast. Add me on the Switch." I have to type in like a twelve-digit friend code to add that person. Like, I have a Nintendo Network ID that's like a gamertag linked to my account. Why can't we use that? Like, why is it still so archaic even just to add people? Yeah, like, exactly. We and went. I think- we went back to friend codes. Like, Wii U didn't have friend codes. They went back to friend yeah. codes. Yeah, I think Nintendo did a really good job of saying Switch Year One. We are going to focus on the games. We're going to focus on what makes the system great mm-hmm. and important, and everyone has had a lot of fun with that. And we've seen Nintendo succeed with that. Like we talked about, they've sold a ton of consoles. The games they put out have been really good. But now that it's year two, please like start. <laughs> we're not filling... beta testing exactly. anymore. We're not beta testing anymore. Please start filling in some basic functionality that's available in every other gaming thing, including like my phone. <laughs> just even just simple messaging. Yeah, simple to friends. Yeah, like I can't even like if I see you're online playing something, I can be like, oh, do I want to start the software? And that's all i can do like i can't jump in and say hi to you i can't send you a message can't invite people (laughs) yeah yeah i i would agree with you i mean just seeing more more basic online functions added in you know hopefully september this paid online service is starting we'll start to see some of that um i think it would be really cool to see in uh just an update i feel like they can do this to fix the uh switches or the switch pro controller d-pad because the D-pad on the controller looks fine, but it it doesn't doesn't work. Like <laughs> so they released like I heard that they had kind of fixed it in the new pro controllers they released. Do you know if that's true or not? I, or? I have not looked into okay. it. I, I had the Splatoon 2 Pro Controller, then I have okay. one I got at launch. Yeah. Both of them have the problem, and I feel like this could be a an update they could do on the console to make the like the dead like zone it could different be a or something. One or something. Exactly. Like they, they could just do a software update. I don't have to because the the buttons like work, but basically it activates a trigger. Um, if I'm holding down right on my D-pad, for example, and I kind of shift the weight of my thumb to the more to the top, even if I'm not pushing up on the D-pad, it'll register as an up. Yes. And you know, games like Zelda Breath of the Wild, you know, don't notice it. But a game like Celeste, which I've been playing a ton and I've been loving, I can't use the D-pad on my Pro Controller because it'll active accidentally make me shoot off in the wrong direction because it activates a button a direction on the pad that I did not push. So, I you know, kind of a minor complaint, but Nintendo's always so good at controllers and making really good D-pads. Yeah. It was disappointing. Do you want a, a left me. Joy-Con with an actual D-pad instead of the... I would, yeah, I'd probably use that as an excuse to buy a Joy-Con. Like <laughs> I said, I've been wanting to get more Joy-Con because it looks so cool. They made one with the actual D-pad, you could do that. And I know you can, like, mod it and yeah. take it apart, but I don't want to mess with my controllers. I just, I'd love it to get a good D-pad that works really well. If it was just one, I could just buy like a one, like yeah, green Joy Con. For games like Celeste, where you're, or 2D yeah. platformers. Yeah, any, any 2D in platformer games that could have. <laughs> where you need really I, precise. They need to do that before a 2D Mario game comes out on the Switch. Like, <laughs> I could just say, okay, yeah, you know, all your big games use the thumbsticks, you know, don't use the D pad. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they put out like a Mario, like New Super Mario Bros. or Mario Maker, like, we need a D pad, like, controller. Yes. So yes. hopefully that, that happens. But, um, if you could have one game come out in year two of the Switch, what would it be? I can choose any one game. Any one game. Oh. Has to be like feasible though. It can't be like Breath of the Wild it, it, two. Okay, or something. okay, okay. Um, so it could be like announced oh or gosh. one that you think they could be working on. That's so hard for me. <laughs> There's like. There's so much. Uh, I I will say you're saying Pokemon. You're thinking Pokemon, aren't you? Uh, my immediate reaction <laughs> is Pokemon. Yeah. Um, 
but I kind of want I kind of want to say no at the same time because I know it's already announced they're making a Pokemon game on Switch. Like if they need to take their time with it and make it something where it's like Mario or Zelda, where it's almost a reinvention of kind of the Pokemon yeah. series and stuff like that, I'm totally okay with that. I really want sure. Animal Crossing on this machine. <laughs> I think I've been talking about it a lot, but I I think the Switch is just such a perfect platform for it to be able to bring it anywhere you want. Just play a little bit. I love Pokemon on my 3DS, but we haven't had a Pokemon mainline Pokemon game come out in 2013. So in, it's been five years. You mean Animal Crossing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Animal Crossing games. What since is 2013. that? Is the crazy thing? Like, and the last console one to come out was the Wii one, which wasn't even that good and that was 2008 yeah. so that's 10 years yeah. ago and animal crossing is a huge brand now like yeah. the mobile game is doing really well the 2013 city folk like still yeah and it appeals to a such a wide variety of people so it's such a great so it seems like nintendo has to be do you think nintendo would look at the eShop shop and see stardew valleys in the top three yeah every week since it came <laughs> out like easy money but put out animal crossing yeah. like people are want this you know kind of relaxing farm simulator game yeah. so I'll, I'll go with animal crossing because it's not actually announced yet um, versus Pokemon, I know it's going to come eventually. So. All, right, all right, fair enough. What about you? Um, for me, I would say Donkey Kong, but I know that's not feasible because they're already porting Tropical Freeze. And... Like you would want a two D donk, another two D Donkey Kong. Yeah, I'd, I'd want Retro to like complete the trilogy. Like give me, okay. give me a new one that would uh, a new Donkey Kong Country type game. That would be amazing. Um, so I would love that, but I know it's not really feasible. So I am going to just say. I would love to see come out this year. <sighs> Mario Maker 2? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going Mario Maker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say like New Super Mario Bros. Okay, or something, but yeah. now thinking about it, if they put Mario Maker out, like I already put like 100 hours in that game. I loved Mario Maker. But there's so many small things they could have just added to that game to make it so much better. Like adding in... Uh, you know, the ability to make slopes in the levels. For example, you could not make slopes like and something like that. Adding maybe you know more filters to make it look like Mario Bros. Two. Adding more options to like music and backgrounds. Just more little Being customizations. Being able to make like basically a whole Mario game where you can connect them all together. Exactly. And do like Mario World. Something like that where like you that. can curate your own worlds yeah. and package your levels together. And then having a better search system. Really, I mean that was the main problem with Mario Maker. There was a lot of really great levels, but like you got so many crappy levels on top of that too. Cause there was like what, like 15 million levels made in that game. Yeah. And, and like the, it was the hard to find different good ways to find levels was like people would, people would kind of rate them. And so they'd have like, these are the best rated levels, but everyone just was like, Oh my gosh, this is so creative. And they'd rate the autoplay levels that you just like yeah. didn't do anything. So they weren't fun to play. Yeah. So finding, finding a better way to kind of find and discover levels and maybe even like instantly share and play levels with friends and stuff like that. Just kind of a mm-hmm. better, online system but yeah really just putting that out there with some some new features and stuff i think would be uh, a very easy win for nintendo and you know that switch has that amazing multi-touch yeah, screen that you could easily about, make levels I with i really like like i liked mario maker a lot when it came out but i didn't put a ton of time into it and i was thinking about it i was like man i'd love to go back to mario maker but i'm like i don't want to go back to playing my wii u like that screen yeah. <laughs> i always have to have my gamepad plugged in or else there's no batter the battery to, yep. and it doesn't work anymore or anything like that so yeah I would love to like 
take like a break like at work or something and like just work on designing a little Mario level because like I would get like inspiration for amazing level ideas like in the middle of the day but I'd forget about what it was by the time I got home and like powered on my Wii U and it's 40 second like startup screen so like <laughs> being able to like just have it anywhere oh let me just quickly you know put this little idea in a level I think would work really well with the Switch as well mm-hmm. so give me 2D Mario specifically Mario Maker um, I, I think I would love that so yeah um, let us know um, on Twitter at Halison underscore games. Uh, what do you want to see from the Switch in year two? We'd love to have a conversation with you guys on there. Uh, let us know about what big game or feature or thing you would like to see on the Switch in its second year. Um, so before we go here, we're going to talk a little bit about what we're playing. Yeah. I do want to say, I chat, I said last week I was going to try the new Destiny 2 Nightfall uh, with, with some friends this week because... It was really easy, and it was based just timer-based before, and it wasn't that challenging. Um, we tried it, like, eight times. and we I were saw n- you playing it, I think it was last night. Yeah, we were not able to get, like, basically, like, the, the high score that we wanted to get. Like, we were able to beat just the basic challenge, but... What they- happens if you get, like, a certain high score? Does it give you, like... Yeah, you get you get basically like, like extra that? emblems, extra okay. vanity items, and then like I think you unlock some type of XP bonus or something. Okay. So, the the we were trying to hit sixty thousand, and basically you can change the modifier to give you more of a higher modifier, but it makes em- enemies do more damage and certain types of weapons. So, it's just really cool, and it wipes your whole fire team if you die. So like you have to be very very careful. So and if one person dies, it's like legend. If all three die, if all three die. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Then you go back to orbit. You start the whole thing over, oh, wow. which is how Destiny One's Nightfall was. And yeah. So it added. I loved it, even though we failed a bunch. It got kind of frustrating. Like it added in a hardcore end game challenge to Destiny Two, which is what that game is lacking. Like mm-hmm. it's so casual that based. You can play with like only three people. Yeah, exactly. You only do it with three people, which I actually like because. I've been running the Nightfall with, you know, two, two of our friends yeah. all the time. And so this is something we can come and do every week and get a really good challenge. Like, there's nothing really to chase, which is, which is sad. Like, I'm not trying to get something to drop, really. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't really care about, you know, the emblem or whatever. But just feeling the accomplishment of doing something challenging is there, which is good. So um, Nice. Hopefully we beat it next week or something like that. But, um, yeah, other than that, played a little Overwatch. Hadn't jumped into that for a while. And I will say that game is getting less fun every time I play it because all the people playing it are ridiculously good. And I'm just, we're just getting, we lost like eight games in a row. Like, oh my gosh. we just played till we're, we're, this gonna, is the reason we're gonna I'm play till we to win one game. Overwatch because every time I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I haven't played it in so long. I'm gonna be bad. Like, everyone else is probably ridiculously yeah, good. Yeah, we played eight games of quick play and we lost every one of them. And you were just playing quick play. You weren't playing like, we weren't doing ranked uh, yeah, or yeah, anything. Or anything and, like that. So that was kind of frustrating. But when we finally did win, it was, <laughs> felt so great. We're like, okay, we're signing off. But, uh, yeah, so that does have that problem. But mm-hmm. I did just download Celeste last night. I must say, early impressions, this game is fantastic. I tweeted a little bit about it. Just gameplay, like art, music, like everything blends together so well. Like it's not like, oh, the gameplay is really fun, but everything else, yeah, it's okay. Like everything in this game feels like it's so amazing and so well put together. Um, and I'm just really, really enjoying it so far. I've just got to the fourth kind of chapter in the world and so far each chapter kind of introduces a new mechanic uh so like you know first one there's not really anything too crazy you're kind of learning how to use your jump and your dash and your climb the second one you learn how to dash through special objects third one has things you need to avoid and you can't backtrack certain parts and so i really like how it's kind of adding these new gameplay elements with each chapter to kind of really test your challenges that's like just just really amazing game design like that's 
I just really hard to explain without you just really playing it. But yeah, it's it's just really a solid. Game. I see why so many people have been been praising this game online. But I don't know. Do you think you'd ever try a game like this? Um, I, so I like kind of the the story sounds really interesting to me. The visuals like this game looks really really pretty. Music is so yeah. good too. And yeah, my brother too. was listening from the other rooms. I was playing it last night. And he's like. What was that game? I don't know what you're playing, but the music was amazing. Like, just, I'm not like a huge fan of platformers slash I'm really bad at them. And so it is like, kind a, of a, a challenging platformer. hardcore platformer just like kind of turns me away, even if everything else about the game says, yes, you should play it. So maybe I'll give it a try and see if I like it. And then There is an assist mode. And this cool okay. thing about it is it really just kind of just slows down the gameplay a little bit. So like, so it doesn't like, it's not like baby mode. Yeah. Or it's like not, that. doesn't make you an, like just pure invincible or anything like that. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you can. I don't think you can though. But it basically just slows it down, so it makes things a little more manageable, gives you more time to react because it is you know kind of twitch based a little bit. So, but yeah, I think you like it just because it tears the gameplay so well, and like I make it really hard for myself by going for the optional collectibles, but yeah. you don't have to do those. Like after I be the first chapter, it's like you can try to collect the strawberries if you want to impress your friends, but. Feel free not to. They're just there to make it more challenging. Like that's literally this what it's there <laughs> for. You don't unlock anything. Yeah. It's just say, Oh, I it's got just, all the collectibles. Yeah. So um I really enjoy going for those bonus things. But nice. yeah, I think I think you'd like it. It's a game I think that many people enjoy. My wife like played through the first ten minutes, was like really engaged. Wow. And she's that's not really into hardcore <laughs> platformers. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Sweet. I played I haven't played a lot this week, but um I did start Mulaka, which is kind of um third person action action game um not very far into it so far but it the world seems interesting i the the most interesting thing to me um is this this game is made by some people in mexico who actually like base it off of uh i forget the name of the tribe i'll look it up when we actually it was like a real tribe yeah but it's a real tribe in mexico and it's based off of all of their mythology and kind of the stories they they've told their children and passed down and stuff Mm -hmm. like that which i just think is really really neat yeah Um, so they're kind of like preserving this history like through this game exactly through a game um, and like we met like these devs uh last year yeah last year um, and they were super passionate about this project Mm -hmm. which was I think just so cool to see, like, you know, we're making this game to tell the story of these people we have met and, like, lived with, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, I think that's really cool. So I'm excited to jump more into that. And yeah, more yeah so look for that review probably next week. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully next week or two. Yeah, next week or two, <laughs> depending on Nathan's how like, much oh, time I have. I the other it. thing I wanted to shout out is uh, the PS Plus games came out today, and this is, like, the best PS Plus oh, yeah, for uh, sure. of the year, so, or of probably ever on PS4. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank and Bloodborne. Ratchet and Clank, um, such a good game. Um, I already have that one, but I am going to download Bloodborne and, like, try Uh-oh. it. I was talking about it with Ralph. I was like, we should, like, try and play through it and maybe, like, see if any <laughs> listeners want to play through it and do updates on it and stuff like that. And I don't really Gaming think I can club. get past the... Yeah, exactly. No, you asked like, me, I don't I'm know like, if I can get past the no first No thanks. Boss. I already tried it. Not for me. Never touching it again. <laughs> good for the people who've been yeah, wanting to play so it. But... I will give it a shot because um, I've never played it. But... Dude, please stream it. Oh <laughs> it'll make me feel better about myself like getting my butt handed to me in the first chapter yeah like you're pretty good at video i'm not i don't know i'm not super talented so i feel like <laughs> i don't know it's it literally I, just I'm, drops I'm you into a out. city and like there'll be things that'll like one shot you and like moving around is really slow and clunky like they make it hard to move yourself yeah and, uh yeah well I I, i'm curious to give it a shot so I know a lot of people say it's like their favorite PS4 exclusive game. So yeah. it's really cool that Sony has recognized that and given this away. And they kind of 
tied it with, hey, in a year from now, we're not going to give out PS3 and PS Vita games on Plus anymore. It'll just be PS4, which, I mean, makes sense. <laughs> I don't think anyone downloads their PS3 games anymore if they have a PS4. Yeah, and exactly. Vita and, like, was known as dead. I can't even so. imagine the last couple times I tried to get on the PS3 store, it just took like so 10 slow, minutes yeah. to load up. Like it was so insanely slow. Yeah, like I get annoyed it's not even worth how it. the PS4 store takes 5, 10 seconds to boot up. But <laughs> going to PS3, it takes like minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. pretty bad. So, so. cool. Yeah, those those are great games. You're going to jump into Bloodborne this week, then? Yeah, we'll get an update next that's, week. That's the goal. I'll try and give it an update next right. week. Make sure you tweet it out if you do it. So, be looking looking for a stream for Nathan, hopefully, yeah. doing some Bloodborne. That'll be Will fun. Do. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. This has been episode 85. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Halison underscore games. We're going to leave you with the Hyrule Castle theme from Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Best game of the year. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Have a great week.